Hi, you are listening to Coffee Talk, a podcast ministry of Live Free Today. I am your host, Liv Alliston. Today, I have Jessica Gresham. Hey, y'all. We are talking today about entering into his rest. Um, So let's just go ahead and just get dive right in. Jessica, what comes to your mind when you hear the word rest? And are they all positive things or are there some negatives as well? So what's funny is learning what rest is and what biblical rest is are so very different things. But the worldly, what the world thinks of rest mm-hmm. and what um, I would say a biblical view of it is are just very different things. I used to, when I heard the word rest, it would almost like crawl all over me because I would almost think lazy, like yes. growing up. I would yeah. think like, okay, if I'm resting, like I should be doing something right now. I, I, I can't be lazy. Like I need to be doing something. But really growing in my faith and maturing in that, it's not a matter of doing nothing, but it's a matter of trusting in God and leaning in on Him. And um, my first response in any situation, not be a worry or scared or what do I do? It's God, what do you want me to do? And resting in Him and what He has for me. Right. Well, I think when I first, when I hear the word rest, like immediately, like I would say like sleep, vacation, mm-hmm. anything where you're basically laying around. So like you were saying, the the world's definition of rest is complete opposite of God's definition of rest, right? So mm-hmm. like um, with, with the world, like it's something that you're doing for fun, something where you're sitting around, you're lazy, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. you're binging Netflix, whatever it is. Um, but in with the biblical definition of rest, you're resting in Christ. That doesn't mean that you are sitting around doing nothing. It actually propels you forward Mm -hmm. to do more. Like you're serving, you're loving others, your hands and feet of Christ, but it's from a place and a position of rest and therefore peace. Mm -hmm. So like I have here, like biblical definition of rest, which you talked about Mm -hmm. trusting in God, complete dependence upon him, Mm -hmm. being rooted and grounded in his love and in our identities as his uh, children. And then out of that, like we walk in obedience, we serve others, we love others. Let's go ahead and talk about specific passages, what the Bible has to say about biblical rest. Hebrews 4, 1 through 13. We were actually, we've been in a Hebrew study at church. We had a whole sermon on this a few weeks ago. (laughs) Should have totally Um, brought those notes. I know, right? So basically that talks about resting through obedience to Christ. Matthew 11. um, And I actually had on your site, I wrote a blog about it a while back, but Mm -hmm, um, we'll have that in the show notes as well. So a link to the blog that she wrote as well. Awesome. Um, The come to me, all who are weary and Mm -hmm. and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Mm -hmm. And it's, I love what you just said about propelling you into action because the, that rest there, it's not telling you to just, you know, give up and do nothing. Like it's, it's calling on you to take action and trusting God and letting him lead you. And Mm -hmm. I love that. Like, I just, I think that is so beautiful. And, such an amazing description of what God calls us to do. Right. Um, Genesis 2, 1 through 3, where God rests on the seventh day after creation, and he blesses that day. He calls it holy. So rest is something that we are commanded to do. Mm-hmm. It's also foreshadowing of resting in Christ because of his work on the cross, um, as is uh, the verse in uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30. We can have spiritual rest because of what Christ mm-hmm. has done, uh, that 
we don't have to strive. We've talked about that before, about Absolutely. less striving and more being. Um, and so the other passage I love this verse so much. Exodus 33, uh, 12 through 14, the last part, God says, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. So I love that when we dwell in his presence, we will have rest. Mm -hmm. So we can do this all the time, like all the time. We don't have to be sitting with our Bibles open to have a quiet time. We don't have to be at church. I mean, all those, we need to have all that stuff. We need to do all this stuff, but I could be bathing my children and still experiencing um, his presence and resting in that. And I love that because uh, Ephesians 2, 14, Jesus is our peace. He himself is our peace. Mm-hmm. And so, and I, I love that, like his very presence is our rest and it is our peace. Mm-hmm. And those are tied together. Love even on in verse 15, with, then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. to even recognize like, Lord, if you're not in it, we don't I don't want to be here. Nope. And I love that. Like just recognizing that. Yeah. The importance of it. And I think that's why a lot of times, you know, I will pray specifically and for specific things, but I try to take a note basically from, (laughs) from Jesus's handbook of Lord, I want this, you know, please, you know, allow this to happen, you know, or whatever, but your will be done because ultimately if he's not in it, I don't want to be there. And that's a dangerous place to be. Yeah. Well, and I love even something that our pastor had said a while back. And I, I, I think it's so fitting. He had said, heaven is not a place for people who don't want to go to hell. Mm-hmm. Um, heaven is a place for people who love Jesus. And heaven is not just the golden streets and the pearly gates and all these awesome things that, you know, as the Bible tells us, it is. But being in heaven is being in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. So wherever that is. And that, that to me is such a beautiful and very humbling picture. I, I love that. And there, therefore, hell is the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. It is, yes, it's horrible, it's fiery, it's gnashing of teeth, it's, mm-hmm. you know, all that. But the true hell is being separated from mm-hmm. God, having that relationship severed forever and not being in his presence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love how, you, like what you said, like you can, it's wherever he is. You can mm-hmm. have heaven on earth mm-hmm. because he dwells within you. Mm-hmm. So the other scripture I wanted to talk about is uh, Mark six thirty through 32. And I'm just going to read this really quickly. The apostles returned to Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. Uh, This is after they were sent out by Jesus. Um, And he said to them, come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in a boat to a desolate place by themselves. So this occurs right before the feeding of the 5,000. And then following the feeding of the 5,000, the disciples get into the boat there's a storm, you know, they wake up Jesus, um, you know, tell him to save us. What I love about this passage is that, bef- you know, God knows all things, right? In from the beginning. So he knew what was coming and mm-hmm. he said, come away, rest, go to a place by yourselves and just rest with me. Just rest in my presence. And that happened before the, the miracle of, of feeding the 5,000. And I think that's so cool that God was telling them and instructing them to fill up before they are poured out. Mm-hmm. You can't give something that you don't have. Exactly. And I, I think that's so important. We tend to, especially as Christians in the church, working for Jesus, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we run ourselves ragged trying to do all of these things, striving. And a lot of it is maybe not even in him. It's maybe outside of him where we're not mm-hmm. resting in, in him. We can't really be an effective witness for him and representation of him if we're <laughs> burnt out and, you know. Absolutely. 
I'm, to- I'm totally in agreement on that. That's one thing I think it's so important, no matter what your role is in the church, whether you are a leader on the pastor level, life group leaders, just a volunteer, whatever your level is, is always having someone that is pouring into you mm-hmm. and someone that you're pouring into. Because that's one thing that you know we are called to do is to be mentored and have, what, what is the word? Men- mentees. There we go, mentees. <laughs> And that is so important, and I feel a lot of times we lose that. Well, we get so busy. I yeah. Mean, there's so much to do, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Well, and a lot of it, like you said, it's it's not even something that he's called us to do. It's mm-hmm. just something that we think we need to do. And going back to the whole striving thing, like, mm-hmm. okay, we don't have to check off all these boxes to go right. to heaven. Like, that's not that's not the point of it. Yeah. We and don't so, have to say yes because nobody else will say yes. yes. Like, sometimes we need to say no so that other people will step in and step up absolutely going back to my favorite book one of my favorite books the best yes because it talks about that of understanding that there is a time for yeses and then there's a time for your best yes and then no's for now and things Mm. like that and so it's good for the people who like to overcommit themselves Mm. because it's understanding what your best yes is what it is that god has for you not just all these things that you're like oh this would be so much fun or oh all my friends are doing this so i want to do that too no what is the best yes that god has for you The other verse that we're going to talk about briefly um, on rest is Psalm 23. So I'm going to read Psalm 23, 1 through 4. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Uh, So quick note, when I was a kid, I thought it was like, why wouldn't you want the Lord? Like, I didn't understand what want meant. You know, like, (laughs) he's my shepherd. I don't want him. (laughs) That is not what it means for anyone who's dense like me. Um, It means you shall not be in once. Okay, that took me years to figure out. Mine says I like nothing, so mine makes more sense. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I I should have read that version. All right, continue. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in once. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So... I've already discussed this a little bit with you, but like mm-hmm. the succession of the psalm. First, he is your Lord. He is your shepherd, right? Second, he provides for you. You shall not be in want. The third, he leads us to rest where he restores us and he tur- he, he makes us righteous, right? Mm-hmm. More like him. And then fourth, we walk through trials and valleys. So first, we're going to find our identities in him mm-hmm. and we are going to develop our, our trust in him um, and follow through in obedience to him. We're going to have rest through that. And then we are strengthened to go through the tough times. You have to have that rest before you can endure the trials. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because the trials are not a... If they come, it's a when they come. Mm-hmm. And so we always have to be in preparation. Um, something my husband has said, he had actually heard it somewhere, and I cannot remember where. Please forgive me. It talked about that we are con- we are in constant wartime. Mm-hmm. We are not in peacetime. We are in a wartime faith, and that we always have to be on guard for attacks of the enemy. That spiritual warfare is real, and we have to be on guard at all times. And mm-hmm. so I love that, that this is not a, we're not in peacetime. We are in wartime. And so to constantly just be prepared. Yeah. Be prepared for what it is that God has for you next. Because you may not be in the middle of a storm right now, but a storm is coming. Right. That's what uh, Priscilla Shire says. If you're not... You're, you're in three places. You're in the, in the middle of a storm. You've just come out of one or you're getting ready to enter one. Mm -hmm. And so there used to be times before I was more mature in my faith 
where I'd be like, oh, I read a book. Oh, this isn't really for me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not really resonating. Like, I'm not in that place right now. And so I would just dismiss it. Go mm-hmm. on. Now I'm like, okay, it may not be for me right now, mm-hmm. but I'm going to need it when this trial comes or mm-hmm. when this suffering comes. Like you said, when it comes mm-hmm. in this world, you will have trouble. Take heart. I've overcome the world. You're going to mm-hmm. have some troubles. Yes. I think we can all attest to that. Oh, Yes. <laughs> Oh, yes. So, all right. So we've talked about biblical rest and what that looks like being rooted and grounded in in God's love and our identities, fully relying on him, being dependent upon him Mm -hmm. and therefore obedient to him Mm -hmm. out of that and living out of that rest. Uh, What does this look like for us? We have it's in in our busy technological culture. Mm -hmm. How do we rest in a spiritual sense? I think a lot of it is stop be still and listen. We we can get so caught up in the talking and the busyness and everything else that we get so wrapped up in it and consumed with even questions and prayer or whatever that we don't just stop and listen and just let God speak to us and let him wash over us. And that is, I felt that's been a big conviction of me over the past few years or past about a year and a half, which we've kind of talked about is just resting in him, trusting him and knowing and believing that he is sovereign. Be still. I would say quiet. That's yeah. I would say that that is a thing that I very much struggle with is just stop talking. Like just, (laughs) just please stop. My husband can attest to that. It's hard because I am a task-driven person. Mm -hmm. So I'll turn Bible time into task time. And Mm -hmm. so I'm like, okay, I want to read this book and this book and this chapter and this and this Mm -hmm. and that. And so like I've gotten to where I can't even write down in my calendar what I'm studying that day. Mm -hmm. It has to be very fluid and organic because if I can control it a little bit, I will full on just take Jesus out. Mm -hmm. You know, I will Mm -hmm. just, okay, check, check, check. I want to finish a whole chapter today because that way I'm completely on track, you know, Mm -hmm. with my calendar, but Mm -hmm. I need to just stop. Let me just do these 10 verses or Mm -hmm. let me, you know, let me do a Psalm today. Like which Mm -hmm. Psalm? So I have to be very fluid and organic with that because I, I will... Mm-hmm. I will take over Jesus time mm-hmm. and I'm try- I'm working on through that, but it is still is very much a struggle. So what I have is staying in constant fellowship with him. Uh, the more aware we are of his presence, the more we will basically remember him, yes. <laughs> you know, and remember to rely on him. Mm-hmm. So I have practiced sitting still, listening to God, take a break. This is specifically to me. Take a break from your technology, mm-hmm. from your calendar, from your phone, mm-hmm. from you know music or radio. A lot of times I'll be in the car filling my time, listening to podcasts or doing this or making phone calls. Or My time is mm-hmm. constantly filled. And so there are times where I just feel like God's saying, just, just stop. Just shut it all off. No music, not even Christian music. Just turn it yeah. off. It's, it's great stuff, but it can still drown out my voice if you're focusing on that as opposed mm-hmm. to me. And so I'll just sit there in silence. Okay, God, what do you, what do you want to say? What do you want me to hear? Mm-hmm. And so that is really hard for me. I think that's so good, though, because as women, we are such multitaskers. Mm-hmm. My husband always makes jokes because when he's doing something, he has to do that like one thing and focus on that one thing Mm -hmm. and get it accomplished before he can move to the next thing. Like he can't think about two things at once. He just can't do it. Whereas I will have five conversations going on at once. Mm -hmm. I will be doing the dishes and I will be feeding a kid and I will, and we're just multitaskers. And so even during our quiet times, 
we think, okay, well, I can also do this while I'm doing this. Right. And, and But you can't. And that's one thing that I've really appreciated about my husband. Like He has given me some time during the week where I can actually leave my house. Mm. So I'm not thinking about laundry and I'm not thinking about dishes and I'm not thinking about the crumbs that are on the floor that I've crushed on my way out. And I'm not, I'm not thinking about all that stuff that I can just have this quiet time alone with the Lord and just let him speak to me or me just seek him out because mm-hmm. you said like not putting Jesus in a box because how many times do we like look at our quiet time and be like okay Lord so I need you to answer these questions and I need to know what I need to do in this situation and mm-hmm. I'm going to read these verses and you know like we have like like you said like yeah. it's like this task thing yeah and it's like we can't do that like yeah. that's God is so much bigger than that right and I'm I'm finding a lot of of my prayers are not not futile but he already knows mm-hmm. he knows what i'm thinking about he knows what mm-hmm. i'm facing that i'm struggling with that mm-hmm. day and so yes of course talk to him like obviously like tell him whatever you're feeling whatever is on your heart your mind like absolutely but because he knows that it takes out an element of oh i all i wanted to make sure i address all of these things while i'm sitting here it's like mm-hmm. just just dwell you know, mm-hmm. like just, just sit and just be. I like that word, dwell. I love that word. It's so beautiful. I What I really love about it is that we don't have to try. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to strive. We just have to, to, to receive. Mm-hmm. And we just have to dwell with him. Uh, yes. Whatever that looks like, just being with him. Like yes. you would a, a spouse or a friend, like just sitting and being. Absolutely. I agree. I love that. Well, thank you guys for joining us today and we will see you next time. Bye.